Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Tim O'Brien has been called the best American writer of his generation and America's poet laureate of war, a Vietnam veteran, a national Book Award winner. O'Brien is one of the great voices in modern American literature. The Library of Congress recently named his groundbreaking novel about the Vietnam War, The Things They Carried, one of the 65 most influential books in U.S. history. But O'Brien hasn't put a pen to paper in nearly two decades. He swore off making sentences at a late age because he had two children. And I'm just going to leave it there because there's so much more. I want to get into our conversation with the director of this film. Uh, the film is called The War and Peace of Tim O'Brien. And we're joined today by the director and I believe producer, uh, I have that right, of uh, Aaron Matthews. You've also a producer as well, right? That's it. And I have a producing partner, Jennifer Middlestadt. Um, oh, that's and, right. Yeah, it, it really is an independent film. I also shot it and edited it. So. Yeah. There you go. That's uh, the, they call it the, the, the five tool player here. We're, we're uh, yeah, definitely. Well, congratulations, Aaron Matthews, on the film. Uh, I, as I confessed to you before we got started, I had not read the things they carried, but I was aware of Tim. I knew of him. And so and I'd seen him, I'm sure, interviewed on various shows that he's been on. Always found him to be interesting, but this is really a deep dive into his life. And um, I really, my appreciation of Tim is is greater than I'd ever hoped it could be uh, because of the film. Tell me a little bit about what inspired you to move forward on this project. I, I guess the short answer is Tim himself. I was working on another project for PBS uh, about the history of the military draft. It was That film was called The Draft. And I just got really interested in how disconnected Americans are from the wars our nation wages, you know, and how so few people bear the burden of, of killing and dying and the, the after effects of, of eliminating the draft. And Tim was one of the last interviews I did for that project. And we just hit it off. His interview blew me away for a number of reasons. You know, he was able to express like really important, big ideas about the meaning of impact, the meaning and impact of war in our lives, like not just from a veteran's perspective, but in, in a relatable way that you know, everyone could kind of connect to. Um, and he was such a great storyteller to boot. After that interview, there there was like a lot of smoke in the frame, which made everything very cinematic. And the interview took place in his house and it was uh, before one of his magic shows. So there were like these giant contraptions and tricks and guillotines all over the house. And, and then he told me about an upcoming gambling trip that he was taking and, and that he was going to write this book or hoping to write one last book and everything about him just uh, kind of screamed not your typical ivory tower writer i, I want to do a film about him and i, I kind of nagged him for about the next nine to twelve months and he, he finally relented i think and and we, we started our own project he's not but he's he's edging towards the territory of being a curmudgeon so <laughs> i could imagine that he would have been resistant at first and what won him over? What do you think? Was it just the fact that you were determined to do it or did he, what was it that sort of won him over? I, I think I did wear him down. Yeah. That curmudgeon aspect is, is, is definitely there. So he, he was reluctant. Um, and even when we proceeded, he said, 
you know, let's kind of proceed on a we'll see what happens kind of basis. And there's a lot of uh, material and outtakes in the film with, with Tim saying, you know, you don't have a story here unless I die. I'm going to have to die, you know, for in order for, for you to have an actual plot here, you know. Um, <laughs> fortunately, that didn't happen. We, we still have a, a, a pretty exciting story with lots of twists and turns. And yeah, he, he also, uh, just to answer your original question, I, I did show him previous documentaries I made. And I think that put him at ease. Like, oh, okay, this guy can can do this. Like I said, we, we we kind of proceeded on a, you know, we'll see how it goes. And honestly, I never thought he was actually going to finish his book for the first couple of years because he didn't either. And I just thought, you know, I'm just gonna, I'll continue with this film and I'll probably have some kind of ambiguous ending and that's fine. But about midway through, he turned on the gas and 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 so, and, yeah. and it looked like he was really going to finish the film. And suddenly it was like, holy shit, like we're, I'm going to have to actually make a movie. He's an interesting guy. But the idea of filming someone writing must have felt a little bit of, you know, of a beyond beyond a, a normal cinematic challenge. But we're not we do watch him actually at his desk and we watch him as he goes through the process of trying to figure out what word will go better here or there or whatever. So we we're, we do get into the kind of the granular level of his of his process, but it is about all the other things in his life. Right. Yeah, I, I was definitely warned off doing the film by a number of people, including Tim, you know, who were just like, you know, I'm, all I do is sit in my underwear all day and write. <laughs> but, you know, my feeling has always been with documentary that if you hang around long enough, that especially with interesting, highly articulate, thoughtful people, the story emerges. And the story with Tim, I think, is a very relatable story. It's It's a film about a guy trying to do something really hard, and we all can relate to that. Uh, on a very basic level, you know, Tim's trying to write a book, but that book is a stand-in for whatever you know hard thing you're trying to do in your own life or at your own job. Yeah, and with him having the good fortune to write a book called "The Things They Carried," being becoming such a kind of uh, legendary book. I don't know if that's the right word to use, but certainly an influential book. Certainly, yeah. uh, and it was about his experience of being drafted and being in um, Vietnam, the Vietnam War, which for most people alive today is just sort of a history lesson. And it's not the so much the reality. I am just old enough to have been around during the hottest part of this American history. So I watching the film for me was particularly poignant and particularly uh, meaningful to watch him as he struggled to kind of explain himself in the in the world and how he sees himself and how he sees our country there are a lot of issues that come up over the course of the film that i think are still very relevant we're still fighting uh two wars that we've refused in some ways to even acknowledge exist but so it, there's a lot here i guess what i'm trying to get to well thank you for saying that yeah that was that was the initial big theme that drew me into the film into into wanting to do this film that America is, is still very much a nation at war and, and we have most of the country living in a bubble. And they, I was one of those people until I started myself to get steeped in this subject matter and, and realize like, wow, you know, I, I'm not affected by these wars. And I don't realize how much America is still a nation, a, a highly militarized nation engaged in military action around the world, steeped with a culture and a politics that are, are steeped in, in military metaphors and war, you know? 
what what really drew me to Tim and why I thought his voice was so important was that here was someone who was wrestling with something that we should all be wrestling with. You know, what does it mean to live in in America at this point when, you know, war is so much a part of who we are as a nation, but in the background for so many people, you know, I think Amer many Americans are unaware of how much we, we are a nation waging, you know, constant war. Yeah, I don't, that's an excellent point. I don't think people, if you asked a hundred people on the street, is America at war? I don't think there'd be a very high percentage of people who would say yes, Yeah. but we yeah. do. And, uh, and one of the things, another thing about Tim O'Brien is that, we see in the film him engage with other veterans of the Vietnam War and how he's not at all afraid to confront some of the what he sees as misconceptions about the Vietnam experience. They were how they were. He feels differently than a lot of Vietnam veterans do, how how he processed what happened as opposed to what is, I think, in some ways, the general perception of the Vietnam War experience for these vets, which yeah. I really appreciated about him. Yeah, he has a very complicated relationship that he, he's very open about, that he he loves the, the Vietnam veterans. He loves talking with them in a way he connects with them better than he, by his own admission, but better than with his own family members at times. They understand aspects of him that his own family cannot, but it's complicated because they don't share a lot of the same politics, but he still loves these these men he fought with and, and feels a, a, a deep connection to them. And he says something in this in this film that I don't think a lot of Americans know. And he and he, he brought it up in the course of a kind of a roundtable with other Vietnam veterans. While the United States suffered tremendously in terms of loss of life, about fifty six thousand Americans died in that war. Hundreds of thousands were injured, plus the just sort of the collateral damage of post traumatic stress disorder. It's still, in many ways, is still a, a, a war that haunts us. But three million. Vietnamese people died during our time in Vietnam. And there were, I've heard as much as 4 million, but 3 million is is enough. And the fact that we as a country don't talk about the impact that we had on a very small country comparatively and the, and the, the weight of the American military, it's hard not to talk about this stuff because so few people do. But 3 million Vietnamese per perished during our time in Vietnam. And that's, I don't think we really know or understand that. We don't. I don't think we, as as a nation, acknowledge that or talk about the damage that our wars have done, and and you know throughout our history. And one of the things Tim talks about is is how few people even know today when he speaks to college kids and high school kids, how few people know who even won the war. You know, and and what do you say about a war when nobody cares about who won or lost? And he, he talks about like, who knows what, you know, the, the Battle of Agincourt, the Battle of Hastings, what happened there, you know, and and how many tens of thousands of people died and and or and, and millions injured throughout all these wars. And and we don't even we don't even know the outcome of them. I think he, those are the big questions yeah. that we that he's asking and that by through, you know, through him that that I hope he's asking people to ask themselves. I feel like I I didn't want to take us down the kind of a rabbit hole to talk about the war in Vietnam, but it, so much of it is in the film. So much defines who he is, his outlook. He has an evangelist about these things in terms of confronting things that 
we think we know, but we really don't. And I think that is the thing that for a for a writer, for an author like him, there've got to be things that that stoke his fire to be a writer. And I feel like what I know of him from this film is that's that is what it is. His, 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 he's he's a he's a an evangelist for for talking about this and making it something that we should all know. Yeah. Is that fair? Is that a fair one? For sure. I mean, I think he's, he says, uh, he kind of arrives at this in the film in an interview. I, I don't, it's not something I heard him say any time. And I spent a lot of time with Tim over the course of five years making the film, but he, he calls himself a preacher for peace. Yeah. And I, and I, when he show, saw a rough cut of the film, he was like, ah, oh, I like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I am. A preacher for peace. <laughs> I think you're hitting upon also what makes him a special character for the film or for any film. Any documentarian's great luck to find someone like Tim who's both raw and um, kind of polished and, and, and can speak poetically, but in, in this unfiltered way. And it's, the, it's that honesty of his, you know, he's a real truth teller and he's honest about what we need to confront as a, as a country, but he's, he's also brutally honest with himself. And that's, the, the other thing I think yeah. you get out of this film is you watch someone, you know, wrestling with their own demons and, and candidly confronting them, which I think is, it, it's compelling to watch, but it's, it also, you know, I think in the back of your head, you're saying, oh, maybe I should do that too. Or I, I should probably be more forthright with, with my own faults and try to improve what's wrong with me, you know? <laughs> well, and he's brutally honest with himself. He's brutally honest about you know, his relationship and his family, how old he is in terms of relations to his, his young sons. He yeah. is a man continually trying to figure things out. And that's what great artists do. I think that's yeah. one of the things. And we, we uh, unfortunately, we're just kind of running out of time here. I want to direct people to your website, Aaron Matthews. There's Aaron Matthews, A-A-R-O-N Matthews, M-A-T-T-H-E-W-S. Aaron Matthews, you should go there to check this out. The War and Peace of Tim O'Brien, and then also the film, okay. timobrienfilm.com. And I, and I want to know more uh, about Tim O'Brien uh, after having watched it. There's so much. I feel like he's, a, he's still with us, which is fantastic, and he will continue to do what he does. It's a great film. Thank you so very much, Aaron Matthews. Yeah, thank you, Mike. It was a great pleasure. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Film School Radio.